Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live on this amazing solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. What an extraordinary day to be alive, to be Catholic. Uh, to be his. I'm one of your hosts, Brad Gray, this morning, and I'm joined by... I'm Janine Bitson, and we are just really excited to be sharing the Feast of the yeah. Sacred Heart of Jesus yeah. today. What an incredible uh, incredible celebration we have. It's really at the heart of Christianity, right? It is, it is, and, and we're so blessed to be with you this morning, and we just hope you stay tuned for these two hours, because we're going to really unpack what the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus is. Yeah, and uh, here in the Fargo area, we got absolutely deluged with uh, rain this morning, which I see it as a sign of the flood of God's mercy pouring down upon our land and upon our hearts. So uh, as we as we start this show, let's, let's place ourselves before the Lord's presence. And I wanted to start off with a prayer by uh, St. Claude de la Colombière, who was actually a... a a partner in spreading the original devotion to uh, the Sacred Heart of Jesus. So this is an act of confidence uh, in the Sacred Heart of Jesus by St. Claude de la Colombière. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, teach me to completely forget myself, because this is the only way we can enter into you. And since everything I do in the future will be yours, see to it that I never do anything which is unworthy of you. Teach me what I must do to attain the purity of your love, for which you have inspired me with such longing. I feel within me a great desire to please you, but at the same time I feel totally unable to do so without your special light and help. Accomplish within me, even in spite of myself, your will. It is up to you, divine heart of Jesus, to do everything within me. If I become a saint, only you will have the glory of my sanctification. This for me is clearer than the light of day, but for you it will be a great glory. For this only do I desire perfection. Amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, help us to place all our trust in you. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Oh, well, that's a great way to start this wonderful feast day. St. Claude is absolutely one of my favorites. And uh, now we've got another fantastic gift here on the radio. We've got Father John Paul Gardner from the Diocese of Bismarck joining us on the line. Good morning to you, Father. Hey, guys. Good to hear your voices. Hello, everybody in the entire RPR listening range. Well, it's yeah, great to be with and you. it's yeah. growing and growing and growing, and and that's uh, all glory to God. It's just so beautiful. Amen, Father. Uh, as we get started mm-hmm. here, can we just start off by having you tell us a little bit about yourselves, about yourself? Thanks, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very <laughs> by locating yet? <laughs> or multiple personality <laughs> syndrome? I don't know. I, if I was, if I knew it was this one, I'd be holier. But it, I'm, I'm very happy to be priest in the diocese of Bismarck here, and. Uh, uh, the ordained with my classmate, Father Paul Eberly. A lot of people know him, uh, and he's uh, uh, and and was uh, ordained about 16 years ago. Mm. And then working at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit here as an associate with uh, our good rector, Father Eli, and uh, and I work over at the, the hospital here in town too, at St. Alexis Hospital uh, in Bismarck. So happy to be with you guys today on this extraordinary feast in the Sacred Heart of Jesus. 
Well, and we're just so excited, Father John Paul, that you're going to be sharing with us not only about the devotion, but, you know, where did it come from? Great, great. Yeah, yes, yes. You know, the devotion to the Sacred Heart comes from the heart of Jesus, actually. Mm-hmm. When he, when he, when he uh, expressed his, uh, his love so deeply to St. Margaret Mary, uh, you know, he, the, the beautiful words that so many of us know, that Jesus appeared to her and, and said, you know, St. Margaret Mary, look at my heart. He says, I, I love the world so much. Um, and, and the world loves me so little in return. Um, and so he, he expresses kind of those words in the Gospel of John, I think, very beautifully. He, he came into his own, and his own did not accept him, kind of a thing. And uh, But <laughs> here's Jesus opening up his, giving everything, you know, pouring out his entire heart, revealing himself, you know, hiding nothing back, hiding nothing from us, nothing back from us. And... Uh, and yet, the world is, you know, self-centered and selfish, and, and, and closing our Lord out, or only giving Him, you know, bits and pieces here and there. So, Jesus, you know, in, in this devotion, reveals Himself to uh, Saint Margaret Mary Alcock and says, "Can you please do what you can to uh, promote uh, devotion to my heart? Help people to essentially to love to love me in return." You know, I've loved them so much, I've, I've opened my heart up to them. See if you can uh, love them in return. And so uh, that's where I think the uh, the Jesuits did a tremendous job uh, in the past um, promoting the devotion to the Sacred Heart, and probably why we why we know about the Feast of the Sacred Heart and hold it in such high esteem is because, A, the work of, of St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, and as you uh, prayed so beautifully at the beginning there, Brad, uh, the... The uh, the work of Saint uh, Claude de Colombier. How do you say that with the right French accent? Yeah, I don't know about the right <laughs> French accent. So you probably got it better than me on that one, Father Paul, Father Jean Paul. <clears throat> yeah, it is. Uh, it's extraordinary. I mean, I I can't remember the exact quote, but I remember hearing something from one of the popes in the last uh, century or so. How they had said basically that. You know, within the church, uh, there are so many different expressions of spirituality and piety and so on, different devotions that we can we can all participate in. And, and you know, there's certain things that resonate with us and others that might not as much. But they basically, the statement was essentially that the devotion to the Sacred Heart is not optional. I mean, because it really stands at the core of Christianity, right? I mean, it's it's devotion to the very love and mercy of God itself. There's there's simply no understanding of Christianity that's, that can deviate from that, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it would be impossible, of course, if you know, to think of a, a Christian who wouldn't love the heart of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Of course, that, uh, you know, even when any Christian denomination sings, you know, like, Jesus loved me, this I know all of them, you know, mm-hmm. what, we're, what we're talking about, ultimately, when it comes right down to it, is, is his heart. Um, we have, very beautifully, in, in the front of our cathedral, uh, the Blessed Sacrament is on a pillar there, and on the pillar is, is uh, has an engraving of the of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, uh, with the crown of thorns around it, and the and the drips of blood, and the fire and the cross, uh, all very symbolic of the of the devotion. But it's there at at the base of the Most Holy Eucharist there in our Cathedral of the Holy Spirit, because it's reminding everybody that. That the, that the Holy Eucharist is 
the very heart of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so when we talk about the Sacred Heart being the very center of all that we are, Vatican II says that the Holy Eucharist is the source and the summit of our faith. Uh, <laughs> the Sacred Heart is that source and summit, then, you know, so we could make we can easily make connections with, with all of that, and, and we need to be reminded of it. I think one of the most powerful Eucharistic miracles recently is uh, the one that uh, um, or, uh, Archbishop Bergoglio had in his in his uh, diocese down in Argentina where somebody left a host, dropped a host under a pew, and the priest found it and put it in water and uh, and... And uh, I don't know if you guys have heard that miracle or not, but it's, mm-hmm. it's an amazing story. It uh, it, it changed into uh, uh, a red substance and a, and a flesh-like substance, and so they, they showed it to the archbishop. He said, well, we're going to find out what this is. And uh, he sent it to uh, somebody who didn't know anything about it. And it was a heart doctor in, in up in, uh, I think it was in the New England state, maybe New York or somewhere, and they tested it, and... The, the guy who didn't know where this, this sample came from said, he said, Archbishop, this is amazing. It's, it's, this is heart tissue, mm-hmm. heart tissue. And uh, the Archbishop was amazed. But he said, that's not the most amazing thing. He said, it's heart tissue that, that is alive. Mm-hmm. Where did you get a living heart sample? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was the, the Eucharistic miracle was proven beyond any shadow of a doubt. Um, but it, it, that reminds me constantly, you know, especially as I as I tremble to hold the, the Holy Eucharist in my hands each day, you know that we are that we're that we're um, holding that we are we consume the very heart of Jesus and, and the Holy Eucharist. It's, it's Him. It's just, it, you know, like I said, He, he appeared to Saint Margaret Mary, and He said, you know, can you help people to realize that I'm I'm here, that I love them, I'm giving them. I'm giving them everything. Take my heart. Mm-hmm. And when you say, you know, giving them everything, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, as Brad was reading the prayer this morning, um, mm-hmm. something struck me uh, about forgetting myself. And we live in an age where everything's about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so hard to open our heart and let, let Jesus enter in. You know, even being Eucharistic people, we can forget. We can have these dry spells where we just forget about the incredible, extraordinary gift that Jesus gave us with his sacrifice on the cross, that love that he poured out, you know, to all of us. And whether we're in or we leave, we always are welcome back. And it's like, you know, we really need to celebrate this feast day with uh, a, a deep devotion and intentionality. You should write a book. That's very well said. <laughs> oh, thank you, Father. That's yeah, from no, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I just uh... yeah. no. I think it's I think it's essential. I I was also moved by that by that prayer that I prayed there. Um, you know, the evil one is is always at work. You know, right. and shenanigans. He's he, the the problem amongst so many other things with the evil one is that he he he's really really self centered. He just continually goes round and round, circles and circles. Because God still loves him, God still loves him, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want anything to do with God, mm-hmm. and he's always trying to thwart God, and so he, he's trying to pull us into that that funnel cloud, that that disaster of of self centeredness with him, and and what our 
uh, a lot of times what happens, what I see, unfortunately, is that, is that people, because they get pulled into that selfishness, that self-centeredness, they you know, end up stopping going to, to church or having a devotion to, to Jesus, who loves them so much. It's never Jesus' intention ever to, to, to uh, push anybody away or to exclude them at all. But it's that, it's that false participation uh, in, in, in his life or, you know, it's that self-centeredness that, that, that ends up, that pushes us to think, well, I don't need to go to Mass, I don't need to receive, you know, receive our Lord in communion, I don't need to be prepared to receive Him in communion. It's all, it's all selfishness, it's self-centeredness. And um, so, you know, I, I think it's, it's so important, you know, to, to lose ourselves into into the heart of Jesus and to all the promises that he's, that he's given us. Mm. You know, Father, um, I'm, I'm struck as you're talking there about, uh, you know, I think there's a, in one sense it seems almost um, odd, silly, that we'd have a devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus because that's basically what Christianity is all about, right? So why would we have right. something that, that just goes, uh, that explains, it almost seems like a duplication of efforts in some senses. But I think it's it's not untrue to say, and I would say this from my own experience, that mm-hmm. there are many of us who might even be captured by the beauty of the faith, who who love the the vision of reality that we receive through Catholicism, but um, we don't, we haven't experienced in a really profound way that that God really does love me. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, there's there's, there's we kind of get caught up with the idea of Catholicism, the reality, you know, the the vision, but that actual encounter of just being loved, uh, receiving that mercy. Um, I think that that actually is something that each one of us needs to be drawn into repeatedly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I I totally I totally agree. You know, that's the, the self centeredness can can actually yeah can lead us to think that that we can't be loved or or we have to do something in order to be loved. You know, but our you know our Lord yeah he he frees us to to just be to be loved like you like you said to like. Like all a person has to do in order to to fall in love with the with the heart of Jesus is simply to open up their hearts and say, "Jesus, I trust you. Mm. Jesus, I love you. You know, Jesus, please forgive me." Mm. So, um, if if we can, and you're right, and a lot of times this happens with I think I've seen a lot of Catholics they they kind of get into a, a rigor. Of, of, of just doing things, and they forget that the, the most powerful thing that we can do is just to is we can place ourselves in in the presence of our Lord, and we say, you know, like we did before Holy Communion, Lord, I'm not worthy mm-hmm. that, yeah. that I, you, should enter, you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. And our Lord loves us so much, it's, and it's it's overflowing, it's overpowering. The all of you know the <clears throat> the gospel this morning is the the piercing of the side of Jesus on the cross, where he's in everything, and what comes out, he gushes forth, the, the blood and water uh, come forth and, and, and wash away the sins of the world. That, that, that is so mm-hmm. beautiful, Father John Paul. Oh my goodness. You know, we need to unpack this more on the other side of this quick break, um, but we need to unpack those 12 promises and and... Let's just go on a quick break, and we'll be right back with Father John Paul from the Diocese of Bismarck.
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. For more than 20 years, the University of Mary has watched students thrive through affordable, flexible, and formative online education programs. Now, we are delighted to announce the expansion of these offerings with the robust portfolio of advanced education options created intentionally for the Catholic working professional. Our programs offer accelerated formats with classes beginning every five weeks throughout the year and the potential for a return on your investment in the very first year. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And we are back. We're back with uh, more Real Presence Live. We're having an awesome conversation with Father John Paul Gardner from the Diocese of Bismarck on an awesome solemnity and reality of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Uh, Father Gardner, um, this is just, it, it's its beautiful, it's rich. Honestly, it sounds like hyperbole, but one really could spend and should spend their entire life just going deeper into this reality. The, yeah. It's a simple, the simple fact that we're loved. We're, we're mm-hmm. just loved from the start before we've done anything good or bad. Um, we're, we're loved, and the Lord yearned to reveal that more fully to us. He did that through St. Margaret Mary Alico. Could you tell us a little bit about that interaction and the 12 promises that Jesus made to St. Margaret Mary uh, and about those who honor the Sacred Heart of Jesus? There's something for everybody. There's something for ev- absolutely every single person in the, in the Sacred Heart of Jesus, Brad. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, when, when, uh, when Jesus appeared to her, you know, he gave her those promises, and if you if you listen to some of them, it's it's amazing what he promises to give to every single person in every single state. So, um, the first promise is just that it says it doesn't matter what state you are in your life. I'll give you every grace that you need in your state of life, where you're at. So that's that's one 
kind of the best part of the, the devotion is that you know that Jesus is going to be there. If you turn to his heart, you say, Jesus, I trust in you. He's going to be there to give you every grace you need for your uh, for your own saving life. Many people consecrate their homes to the, the sacred heart of Jesus, um, and that's another uh, promise from the from the uh, from Jesus to Saint Margaret Mary. He said that if if they have a devotion to me, I'll establish peace in their homes. Imagine that peace in your home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it happened to you. All you have to do is is you. Uh, and it's good to have a priest come in and to uh, enshrine the, the the sacred heart, the immaculate heart of Mary, too, in your home. Um, to, to establish peace. I, I know one family that prayed it so faithfully, it just amazed me uh, how many graces God continues to gush forth through, gush forth into their family through good times and bad, uh, just because they keep so faithful to that uh, devotion to the Sacred Heart. Um, uh, another promise is that He will comfort us, comfort us in, in all our afflictions, all of them, not just some. Um, He's going to be our secure refuge during life, and above all, at death. You know, death is a very difficult moment. I, I work with it all the time because I'm here at the hospital. Um, actually, just today, I was working working with it. Mm. People need help in that moment of death, and our Lord promises that He will give everybody everything they need at that at that moment of death. Um, there's a devotion of the the nine First Fridays. Did you nine First Fridays in a row in honor of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, that you will not die without the sacraments uh, of the Church. And I've seen it from people who never went to Church for 50 years, and they, by by God's grace, at the end of their life, the, because they made those nine First Fridays, they will have a priest there at their, at their deathbed. So, wow. Um, there's, there's an incredible blessing. Yeah, yeah. Um our Lord promises to bestow abundant blessings on, on all our undertakings. Um, this is a huge one for people who are sinners, who just think, I'm stuck in my sins, I just can't, I can't move. I encourage you, you go, go into that, the wound in the Sacred Heart of Jesus. If you look at an image, of the, a real image of the Sacred Heart, you'll notice that his heart is wounded. That was because of a soldier who pierced his side, but mm. it's also because of, of what we did, because of our sins. We're you know, I crucified you, Jesus, you know. We say, let his blood be upon us, you know, as we're saying, crucify him, crucify him. Mm-hmm. So we're the ones that, that, that offended him. That wound is especially for sinners, for people who have done wrong, who have not been good, who have, you know, who, who are, who, you know, who even rejected it, you know, that God could, can help me. So what I would say for, for those of us who are sinners, which should be everybody, mm-hmm. to go into the heart of Jesus, into especially that wound. Think about the wound of Jesus, and drink deeply of the of His precious blood. Um, there will be tears for you to to help you to be forgiven for your sins. You'll you'll be moved to go to uh, confession, where where you'll find uh, the love of the Sacred Heart as well uh, by the priest to forgive you. So, um, also this is a, this is a good one, you guys. A lot of people are experiencing lukewarmness where they're. Like, oh yeah, Jesus was cool like last week, or he was cool like when I was in college or high school, but now it's very boring, or my life is way too too complicated. Um, and we get to be lukewarm, you know, or it just becomes the middle of the day, and, 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 and life becomes dreary because Father keeps talking, and I don't know anything he's talking about. And, and you know, what, what the Sacred Heart of Jesus promises us is that if we, if we turn to him, 
he will he will change our lukewarm hearts to be filled with fire. If you look at the Sacred Heart of Jesus, you'll notice that there's huge flames of fire coming out of it. That's because of the intensity of his love for us. So if, if, if you're struggling with lukewarmness, you just don't have the you know gumption to say, I gotta I gotta do what Jesus asks me to do. I gotta go back to my prayers. I gotta forgive somebody. I gotta love like God is calling me to love. I have to you know but, but I'm just I'm feeling I'm feeling way down. Devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus will inspire you all. Hmm. Will just break through that that demon of lukewarmness and put it back in hell where it belongs. So cool. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Father, so we are, you know, we've got, uh, I suppose, five minutes left or so, but there's, we, we speak about not only the sacred heart of Jesus, but we talk, speak about the twin hearts, right? The, the, the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary, and that they, every year they fall in direct conjunction with one another. The sacred heart is on Friday, the immaculate heart is on Saturday. So we're celebrating the sacred heart right now. What's the deal with the immaculate heart of Mary? What's that all about? Praise God. Yeah, the two hearts. I feel like I'm talking to Doc Breen from up in uh, up in Belcourt. He's always talking about two hearts radio. Up there. Uh. I'm trying to promote it, uh, real presence radio. But, um, right, you know, Jesus, Jesus' sacred heart isn't isn't. Uh, you know, he he doesn't want devotion to it for for himself. He wants he wants a response from all of us, and, mm. and nobody's responded to him. Nobody is, has loved his heart uh, as much as our Blessed Mother Mary. Uh, the Blessed Mother gave him her heart, um, and, and and is fully devoted to him. And uh, just as Jesus's heart was was pierced, um, Simeon said, and he said to Mary at Jesus's uh, presentation in the temple, "You yourself a sword will pierce, so that uh, the hearts of many will be revealed." So the Blessed Mother is the first one to love the Sacred Heart of Jesus. She loves it the greatest. And so she's the best guide and, and, and our mother in, in, in that devotion to the Sacred Heart that we're talking about. And, and, uh, and Jesus in, in, in loves the heart of his mother and has, and has uh, completely taken her heart into his own. So she's the, the perfect example. So if we, if we draw close to our, our Blessed Mother Mary uh, and to her heart, um, her heart's going to triumph. She's going she's gonna to win. She's going to give us uh, light and peace and, and, and security. Uh, giving us that, that surest way to the heart of Jesus, the quickest way, um, or the easiest way. She's going to give us all the answers ahead of time, mm. um, so that uh, so that we can so we can love that, that tender heart of Jesus uh, so well, the way that she did. I mean, we can, we can imagine her both the mother. She she witnessed that sword, that spear going through the heart of Jesus, and when that happened, that's when the sword of sorrow pierced her soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, the, the devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary is, is tomorrow. We, we, we celebrate her her feast day at that time um, because they, they belong together. They're, they're, they're two hearts beating as one. Um, they're the same heart <laughs> in a certain sense. Uh, yeah. Mary's heart has become the heart of Jesus, and Jesus' heart has become the heart of Mary. So um, we keep those feast days together. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful, Father John Paul. Um, uh, tell our listeners, uh, and us too, <laughs> what are some ways we can honor and celebrate these wonderful feast days? What, what can we do as, uh, as Christians, as Catholics? Very good. I think, number one, you, you can't do any better than experiencing the mercy of God's heart, the heart of Jesus, and the sacrament of, of confession. So if it's been a while, 
know, don't worry about how long it's been and don't worry about how many things you've added up. You know, whether it's been a short time or it's been a long time. You feel free to go back and receive his mercy, have devotion to his heart in the confession, and in the, in the Eucharist. Receive him as often as you can, as frequently as you can with devotion. Um, that That's where you're going to experience that, that powerful love. And like I said before, if you can enshrine Jesus, Jesus' sacred heart, a statue or a, a picture of the sacred heart of Jesus in the Immaculate Heart of Mary in your home and just... Uh, simply say a prayer each day. It doesn't have to be, you know, as long as Brad's 10-minute prayer at the beginning of the show. <laughs> but, but you can just say a prayer. <laughs> you can say a prayer, you know, a, a Hail Mary, and Our Father and Hail Mary each day. Pray before before you go to Mass on Sunday or during the weekday. Just pray. Uh, say, you can just say simply, Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on me. You can say it all day long. You can say it a million times a day if you want. Mm-hmm. You're free. Yeah, I, uh, you know, honestly, I have to say, Father, that one, this has become more practice of mine when I look at headlines of mm-hmm. all the stuff that's going wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like my, my first response when I see another horrible thing, another way that, that what we treasure and value is being torn down is just Jesus have mercy on us. You know, mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's Perfect. perhaps a better Perfect. response to uh, a lot of the madness that we see around us as it is right now. Um, I, I guess it. we've got, uh, we got like 45 seconds left. Any, any final words or a final prayer, uh, Father? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I can say a prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, our Heavenly Father, please send the gift of your heart into the hearts of your faithful who open up their hearts to you today. Fill them with every mercy and blessing and help them to grow in their love for you, for your Son, Jesus, especially through the powerful intercession of our Immaculate Mother Mary. Bless you all in the name of the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being on with us this morning, Father. Oh, thank you, Father. So beautiful. Pray for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Pray for our four guys being ordained priests today at the cathedral. You bet. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 